let's get started. All right, check, 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 one, two, Mike. Uh, welcome, everybody. Supreme Being, another episode every Monday and Wednesday, same time, same place. First and foremost, this is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you need anything real estate worldwide, go to teambcsold.com or email us at teambcsold at gmail. Number two, Modern Success. Shout out to Melanie. I believe, Melanie, you joined today so far, Modern Success, so special shout out to you. If you're interested in joining Modern Success, go to my Instagram bio or go to briancasella.com. It's on the front page, my personal coaching and mentorship program for the planet. Number three, for the realtors, eXp Realty. If you're interested, go to join.exprealty.com and get your application in. Otherwise, send me a message and we'll get you acclimated and we'll get you into the program, okay? So, what's the topic for tonight? Is it going to be another juicy one? Am I going to go on a rant? What's going to go down? Now, a rant I could do literally 24 fucking 7 every day. I'll save that though. And I think you all know that. What I was thinking about today was in regards to, and this is kind of like a, a story that I can tell that I think will give people a lot of insight to where they're at, right? Now, before I say the story, I want you to think of people who say and talk about luck all the time, people who seem to be always uh, stuck, right? And they're saying, I don't know what the next move is. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to start, right? So, th so think of those those scenarios as I start saying this, okay? Because this sheds light on a lot of that. We've been taught that, and, and I hear this cliche saying, which is absolute horseshit, right? Uh, good things come to those who wait, okay? Now, last I checked, patience and waiting are two different things. If that said, good things come to those who are patient, Ding, ding, I would sign off on it. But good things come to those who wait. Eh, wrong. Wait on what? That doesn't make any sense. So if that's something you've prescribed to unconsciously and you don't even realize it and someone says it, you're like, yeah, good things come to those who wait. Well, you're sabotaging yourself, okay? So think of opportunities. Think of uh, luck or whatever it is that you want to call, right? Let's say you're doing your thing. Opportunity falls in your lap. I mean, I have a ton of stories throughout my career and previous to me getting into business and social media where it seemed as if all the stars aligned and uh, opportunity was given to me, right? Like something I didn't talk about um, a lot was when I was younger and I was still playing basketball and I was overseas, I did actually get uh, given an opportunity to uh, go to a, uh, it was like a summer league training for one of the NBA teams. And I got that invite from another open run during a summer when I was off. So what we would do a lot of times in the summer was we would get together a lot of the guys that were good at basketball, a lot of my friends, a lot of people who were playing overseas, and we all stayed connected. And again, this is, by the way, guys, this is prior to social media and YouTube and all the shit that you guys do. So it was a little bit more difficult in that sense. You had to know somebody that knew somebody, and then you texted and called each other. It wasn't, oh, let me find him on Instagram and DM him. It was a little bit different. Or it was through a network with a coach. So I remember... Uh, the night I got that opportunity, it was actually one of those fluke nights where I got invited to play uh, by some of the other guys and that person just happened to show up and it, it'll make sense in a second because I'll explain it. And I remember that night, uh, I had already trained, I felt I was fucking tired, um, I had every excuse, every excuse in the book not to go, but I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go, right? Because you never know. 
So we go, boom, I get the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Okay. Now for whatever reason, um, you know, the dates didn't line up and I couldn't go because I had another commitment. I couldn't go to that tryout, unfortunately. So, but the point is I was given that opportunity for many reasons, right? Let's say someone says, well, it's lucky that guy just happened to be there. Okay. I can accept that for a second, but I'll say, obviously the skill that I displayed was enough to get their antennas to go up and say, okay, we need to get this kid a tryout. Because nobody was over there saying, oh, we're looking for this Brian kid. This person was just there observing and watching us play, which they did all the time. Okay? These groups that we would put together and these uh, times we would get together and play five on five on two courts, it attracted a lot of people because it was high caliber uh, you know, athletes and, and players. We were all either playing overseas or some of them were playing division one, division two, top level players. So we were doing this and no matter which angle you look at it, right? Let's say the guy being there just happened to be luck. Well, all the other things that I've done in preparation for that moment is what gave me that opportunity. Because again, the guy being there is irrelevant if all the other stuff that I was supposed to do when I was supposed to do it wasn't done, right? The training, the dedication and everything else. So every step that led me to that moment of quote luck was my hard work, my dedication, my commitment, my discipline and everything else that we talk about all the time. And that's the first thing that people will try to throw out to discredit people is say, oh, well, you know, you got lucky. You just happen to be at the right place at the right time. You know what I say? Motherfucker, I put myself in the right place at the right time because I didn't even want to fucking go that night. And I went. And before I even continue, this is a little hidden gem for everybody listening. The times that you don't want to go out, you don't want to make that call. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. That's the moment to fucking do it because on the other side of that, is the opportunity that you're looking for. And I see it as like a little test. It's like my, my internal emotional wiring is trying to throw that little, little obstacle in the way. Because you know in the back of your mind that whatever's on the other side of that decision is really what you have to be doing. It's, it's a must. But you come up with a, well, I've already worked hard today. Well, I'll do it another time. You start rationalizing in your mind. And I can think back that situation, business situations where I'm like, man, I'm going to make five more calls. I'm going to make 10 more calls. You know what? I'm hitting doors. I'm going to hit fucking 10 more or 15 more. And I shared that on a YouTube video, I think last week, where I talked about this real estate deal that I put together where like in 30 days, I made like 60 or $70,000 because it was a string of deals. And it came from a moment of saying 10 more doors, 20 more doors, one more block. I'm just going to hit one more block. Uh, you know what? Uh, I have every excuse not to do it. I've already done what I said I was going to do. Fuck it, a little bit more. So anytime I think to those situations, something good happened. And I can also think on the flip side where maybe it was me and a friend or me and a group of people were supposed to go somewhere and one person went or only a portion of the people went and something good happened to the people who went and the people who ended up not going or attending whatever that activity was, we're bummed out. They're like, oh, fuck, I should have gone because so-and-so was there and then we met him. And it starts with just that one moment because even from a meeting people perspective, if we're going to zoom in on that, it's that one person you meet that might know that other person that you need to get you to the next level or get you access to that person who answers that question for you. You never know what wires are connected where. But unless you put yourself in those positions, nothing's ever going to happen. 
So when I think back to all my opportunities, whether it's athletically or business-wise or, I mean, I, I, we could even uh, refer to this in regards to uh, dating, right? How many men complain? Oh, I don't have any girls. How many women complain? Oh, I don't have any men. Well, how many of you are actually going out and fucking socializing with the world? Or do you stay on your fucking little online apps and scroll all the time? How about you go out and talk to fucking people and you'll see for all the men. Talk to four or five girls every day for the next 30 days. I guarantee you, your phone will be blowing up in 30 days, even if you have no idea what the fuck you're doing, because you'll start figuring it out very quickly. And you'd be surprised how many men and women I talk to and meet all the time that say, nobody approaches me, nobody talks to me, everybody's weird, everybody's on their phones. Right? Same thing for the men. That girl you think that everybody's talking to, they're really not, because they're all chicken shit and they won't talk to her. Right? And, and it really doesn't fade with age, right? I'm in my 30s now, I'll be 33 this year. And I still have in my peer group people a little younger, a little older, who still, it's like they're 18 or at the eighth grade dance. Oh, that chick is fine. Okay, go talk to her. And then every excuse in the fucking book comes up. It's like, dude, really? You're a grown ass fucking man, dude. You can't go talk to a fucking girl? Am I talking to like the preschool version of you? What's going on? Like that, that's not, that's not normal, we can say. That's not the way it's supposed to be but it's accepted that way. So think of all the opportunities that are missed because that same hesitancy, that same lack of approach in that moment shows up somewhere else. When an opportunity comes in their business, they'll react the same fucking way and be like, uh, I'm scared. How, I, I remember being in fucking class or even with our coaches and when they would ask, you know, let me get a volunteer. I wouldn't even ask. I would just get the fuck up and go. Everyone would like look around to see if somebody was raising their hand. You remember those people like, I would just get up and go. And then the coaches or the teacher would be like, okay, cool, yeah. Like they would have no choice but to pick me. But that's putting yourself in an opportunity. But the people who sat there and looked around or hesitated to raise their hand would be like, oh, they didn't call on me. I didn't get lucky that day. Bullshit. You took too long to fucking raise your hand and you hesitated. That's your fault. That's your fault. Or they'll look at me walking and be like, oh, what a fucking dick. He didn't even raise his hand. He just walked up. Well, shit. That's opportunity fucking saying, hey, come get me. I'm going to go. Why would I not? So I'm the bad guy because I jumped on the opportunity. Get the fuck out of here. The person criticizing me for that is weak. Do you see a bunch of fucking uh, animals in the animal kingdom? Like if two of them, two predators are going against the prey and trying to get them, are they like looking at each other to see, okay, who goes first? No, they both go. And the one who gets it, gets it. And sometimes they'll even fight afterwards. There's no hesitation in their approach, right? And for them, eating is survival, right? If I don't eat, I die. That's the way I look at a lot of stuff that I do is if this step isn't taken, I'm dying as a person. I might not die like, you know, from, from hunger or starvation or whatever it is, but I, I die internally because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing and capturing the next opportunity that's in front of me. And it's there. It's just who's going to grab it. How many people, for all you realtors, you, you, you can relate to this, how many people bitch and complain and come up with 100 fucking excuses instead of going after what's considered luxury in their market, like a million dollar home or a two million dollar home or you know, if where you live it's like 600,000, whatever it is. And every excuse in the book, oh, well, what do I do to talk to the homeowner who owns a million dollar home? You fucking talk to him. Like there's no like special fucking thing. It's not like you have to put on a special shirt like, oh, okay, well, 
I'm part of the club now. Let me put my little pin on. Like, what the fuck, dude? That's how I got my first fucking deals like that. I knocked on doors and called them and just put myself in front of them. And I was like, hey, some of them told me no. Some of them told me yes. It's that simple. Like, there's no, I didn't do it. Like, I, I get messages all the time. Well, bro, what, what did you really do, bro? Ah, okay, so what are you really doing to talk to those people? Or what are you really doing to get that deal? The same shit I said on YouTube. Like, there's no magic to this shit. It's just opportunity, seize the opportunity. Opportunity's there, seize it. Opportunity's there, seize it. It's like that. There's no step-by-step process to me just going. It's go. I want to talk to that person, I go. I want to go after that uh, you know, luxury client, I go. I want that opportunity, I go. Talking new development in real estate, right? We see all the time uh, those fenced off properties and they have the signs and the number. God damn, how many people never call that fucking number? First thing I do, I don't even think about it. Dee, 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 dee. Hello? And I call them. Yet everyone else is like, well, I'd call, but eh, probably like 100 people already called. Eh, they're not going to take me serious. Oh, I seem desperate if I call. All this stupid shit. What I see there is somebody saying, I don't want to take that opportunity. I'm not deserving of it. I'm too scared. I'm too this. I'm too that. So then when I call that number in this example, and I get that person as a client, don't fucking tell me I'm lucky. Oh, you just happen to call at the right time. Motherfucker, you weren't going to call anyway. So what does it matter? What does it matter? You have no say in this shit. Yet those same people are the ones who are jumping on you. Ah, oh, well, you know, you're just so lucky. You know, you were born the right year. Oh, well, you're a, you're a cancer. So, you know, it, it just happens to work out for you. Like it, it blows my mind. The stupid shit people say it's fucking retarded. Like it literally is. It's stupid. But have we stopped for a second and called people out on their bullshit? Now, from our perspective, from our subjective experience, it's being able to not get caught up in that shit and just do what it is that you want to do. Many people who follow me, and even people who don't follow me who might be listening to this podcast, um, there's like a set of things that you want to do and accomplish because every person online, whether they listen to me or not, is going online for a reason, right? To learn something, to get better at something, to meet people, to network, to get some ideas. Yet, when I would tell people, hey, you know, write down what you think is stopping you, right? Like if you were to write down on a piece of paper a couple things, like top five things you think are stopping you, and people start writing down, like I'll get life stories from people, like what's stopping you, man? I'll ask somebody, well, okay, here's the thing, man, like I had a rough upbringing, and they give me like a long ass story that sounds cool, but when you really listen to it, the common thread in all of them is I'm stopping myself. However, I've masked this story as a legitimate justification to not seize an opportunity. And then when it slips, there's a story for that too. It's like the opportunity slaps them in the face. and like, oh no, it's, oh no, you're not here for me. You're here for somebody else. Go. No, no, that's not the one. But a lot of these people the same people that I, I, I will kind of explain this to, they think, oh, well, you know, that doesn't happen to me. Well, yes, it does. Because 99% of people I talk to are stuck in that rut. Whether it's a small degree or a big degree. Some worse than others. Some it's so bad. I'm like, how do you even function as a human being? 
right? Like a fly can land on them and it's like the end of the world and it ruined their fucking year and oh, 2019 was shit. This one fly landed on me. It ruined my life. And as ridiculous as what I just said is, I've heard worse shit than that. So instead of me putting all this time and energy on a story or, or you know, trying to come up with these just fucking justifications, because that's what people will do. They'll think like, oh, why am I so unlucky? And they sit there and they fucking ponder on some shit that has nothing to do with anything. I am looking actively, okay, what's another opportunity? You know how much shit I try and like I, I don't do right? Fuck, I don't do Like everything that I've done that people have found me on, whether it's YouTube, podcast, uh, you know, speaking, real estate. Dude, I've done a lot of wrong shit. Like a lot. Like with the podcast, fuck, have you listened to the first 50 episodes? The audio is fucking shit. Like it's terrible. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just got this mic and it took me fucking like two hours to connect it and put it together. When anybody who knows anything techie could probably do it in like five. And I'm sitting here calling people like, how the fuck do you do this? They're like, dude, just press the button. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't see it. Click. But I'm still doing it. Like I'm still doing it. YouTube, fuck, the first two or three years I filmed from my fucking iPhone. Literally. Just my iPhone. No audio equipment, no editing, none of that shit. But I said, fuck it, I'm, I'm just going to seize this opportunity that I think is worth something, it's valuable. Then I'll figure everything out later or as I go, I'll make these adjustments. I didn't create the story about how I can't. You know how many fucking people I've talked to about YouTube and that kind of stuff? And, and how many stories I've heard about people who are waiting to start that one day and it's been years and years and years and years? It's sad, man. It's sad. It's crazy. And I'm sitting there like, man, like even tonight, the other night I went out, I think it was, um, was it Thursday? Thursday or Friday? I can't remember. And one of those two nights I talked to a few people and a lot of them brought up social media to me before I said anything. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, are you doing like YouTube or anything like that? And it just, one person gave me like a 10 minute justification story about why they can't start a YouTube. And like, I didn't want to say anything, right? That's, it's not a student or something like that. They're not looking for advice. But I was just sitting there saying, God damn, this motherfucker is so convinced with what he just said that he could have like the opportunity of a lifetime in front of him and he would like not even see it. He's so deluded in his mind. It's crazy. You know, a lot of this stuff, man, like, you know, doing Instagram and, and all this other shit. Like my, I even look at, at like my YouTube or, or just my platform in general in regards to what other people always tell me. And it's the right thing to do. Oh, you have to do this perfectly. You have to have the right audio, the right video, this, 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 this. And like when they give that list, I'm like, I have like five or 10% of it right. Like literally, like everything is like red, wrong, 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 wrong. Like these people email me all the time. Like, oh, I did a re free review on your Facebook and YouTube and man, it's shit. It's like a D minus and da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, dude. But obviously um, what I'm doing to a certain extent works. So it's not to say that I'm better than the checklist or not. The point of this is, is how many people have even more knowledge than me when it comes to the basics of this shit, or they have their idea, they have their ability to, you know, teach something or, or basically just put themselves out, right? Whether it's on a social media platform or in the real world business, right? Talking to people and, and starting their thing, yet they don't do it. Because they got, they got that checklist from that fucking critic or somebody else and they're like, oh shit, damn, I, I need to get all this shit together before I start. And it's this constant battle between doing what you want to do and then what other people tell you. And that's literally what it comes down to. 
people hesitate because of some other shit somebody shoved into your mind about what it is that you're supposed to do. You know how many people I've asked that are going to college? Why are you going to college? Well, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because that's what you're supposed to do. And some people, when they say it out loud, even they look like, oh shit, did I really just say that? I'm like, well, yeah, you did, dude. They recognize the, the, the hypocrisy in what they're saying. That tells me and themselves that they're not even aware of it. So we, we have to place some attention on this stuff. Another thing I see that's kind of attached to this is so many people out there like, man, I'm working and grinding so hard. And then when I'm like, okay, cool, dude, tell me what you're doing. It's like they're doing like one-tenth of what I'm doing. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you're grinding hard, dude? I give them like a quarter of what I'm doing. They're like, holy shit, you're doing all that? I'm like, yeah, and I'm not complaining like you. What the fuck? Like you're not doing shit. So in their mind, what they're doing is so monumental, but it's not because what are their references? Their references are their friends who are sitting on a couch all day smoking weed and drinking and they one day out of the week put in four hours of work and they're ahead of them. So like, oh man, I'm doing big things. I'm hustling, I'm moving, I'm the next big thing. So if I can add anything to this, it would be start acquiring some higher level references to really put things into perspective for you. Case in point, if you want to be a millionaire, you need to have reference points from other millionaire, if not even better, multi-millionaires to really see the, the level of your thinking. Is it even there? Let's start with that. Because from the level of thinking comes the ideas and everything else. You know, if your goal, if you want to be a millionaire and your goal is to make $100,000 a year, you're on the wrong fucking path, man. Let's at least start, you know, half a million or three quarters of a million. Now, okay. Now we can start acquiring some assets and get you to millionaire status. But you're grabbing the wrong blueprint. What you're doing is you're allowing someone else to make the decision of what the blueprint should be that you're looking for. And then when you're looking at the blueprint and you can't figure it out, you're like, God damn, what's going on here? Why, why, why is this not working? And this is the, man, one of the reasons people are like, I'm working so hard. I'm like, dude, you're working at the wrong shit. You're supposed to be going right and you're going left. What are you doing? Like, we, we need to make a connection here. So going back to what I was saying at the beginning, right? When I put together all this stuff, I've been able to acquire a lot of opportunities and things just because I'm willing to, you know, put the foot on the gas, man. Like all these speaking events that I'm doing, like I'm going to Australia again in a couple of weeks. Um, I've already booked, I think for the rest of the year, at least like five or six more that are traveling and, and me speaking somewhere, East Coast, Midwest, that kind of stuff. All the, the like we just got a... Um, I actually got it from a friend of mine who's in a different business, a referral for a client, and we're helping them uh, sell seven units, I think, in uh, somewhere in LA, and they're going to 1031 exchange into a, a bigger property, right? So that's going to be two massive transactions, and I got that from a friend of mine that I met at another event who sells alarm systems, and for a while, actually, uh, when he was starting up his latest venture, his new company... He was out door knocking with me and he would come like three, four days a week and we would door knock together because I was learning from him. He was learning from me. Now, the night that I met him was one of those nights that I was telling you, oh, man, I don't feel like going, blah, 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 every excuse in the fucking book. Oh, man, you know, I don't want to be spending money. I don't want to go out. I just want to stay in. And I fucking went and I met him. And now look, I mean, shit, we've been friends for five, four, four years, five years, something like that. I have a, I'll share it. Remember this, this podcast. 
we have a picture together, I think on Facebook from April of like 2014 or some shit like that. So it's literally been almost five years. And that was the night that I met him here in downtown LA. And I'm in my fucking suit because I've been working all day. What people don't know is because I had a suit on underneath. I'd been door knocking all day. It was all fucking sweat. But fuck it, right? That's what it takes. And now, again, I'm not saying, oh, I just made a friend to get deals. No, but look what happened. From one night, almost five years ago, of just going out and saying, fuck it, I'm going to meet some new people. And I met four new people that night, right? And three out of those four I still talk to. Look what happens now. So this deal now, a lot of people say, oh, man, you got lucky. I didn't get lucky. This is a seed that was planted nearly five years ago that's now bearing fruit on top of an already great friendship from somebody who's another business owner. So in summation for this podcast, we're looking at a tremendous amount of opportunities for everybody. However, we are our own enemy when it comes to recognizing them and seeing them. And not just that, because the biggest disconnect is not that. People see it. They'll come up with a story to maybe tell themselves different, but they see it. It's this step of grabbing it. I remember they used to do this drill. I forget if it was at school or not. And they would say, okay, who wants this? Right? And it would be like whatever it was, a prop, a toy, money. And people in the audience would just like raise their hands. They didn't give it to anybody until that first person went up and took it from them. And that drill stayed in my mind forever. Because I was like, man, they want somebody to go up there and seize the opportunity. Not wait for permission. Because that's what that is. I'm going to raise my hand and wait for permission. Fuck that. I'm going to go and get it. Who's stopping them? Who gave the rules? Okay, who wants this? But hey, you can't come up here. There was no rules given. It's like, hey, who wants this? Now, I'm not saying fucking trample everybody and push everybody out of the way, but go get it, dude. It's really that simple. And that exercise, man, I wish I would remember. If I remember, I'll say it on a podcast. That stuck with me. I said, that's how you got to treat life. I saw that innocent game that everyone else sees as just a game. And I was like, that's life right there. Because that opportunity is there. The whole fucking room sees it, but there's only that one person who runs up and fucking grabs it. And that's me. Okay? So I'll end it here. If you guys have questions, we'll take them. I know interruptions tonight for my cat because he's sleeping. So I'm a little excited for that. Where am I headed on the East Coast? Florida. I think Florida, New York, New Jersey. Um, and there's two or three that I'm working on in, I think one's in Tennessee, one's in Michigan. And I forget the last one. How can I door knock uh, with a wheelchair? Man, that's a tough one. You might have to find some places that have the driveway that go directly to the door, you know? Which you can find a lot out here in Cali, but there's no guarantee, dude. So I would maybe scope out the neighborhoods and know which ones you can hit or not. How do you remain so focused? Create rituals, uh, OG, right? Those are your initials. Create some rituals that help you stay focused where it's like one or two hours of extreme focus then you do a ritual, a meditation, a physical activity, whatever it is, 
That way you can hit these hard spurts. That's how you do it. What's up, bro? Yep, good to see you, man. Chino Hills, man. I trained in Chino Hills now. I've been boxing. Go to self-made, bro, and come box. There's specific towns that you're visiting. Uh, yeah, dude, but I would have to look in the itinerary. There's so many. I can't, um, I can't remember the dates and all that. You put people you meet in a follow-up system. Okay, Andrew, you must be a new follower, dude. You need to catch up if you're asking me that question. Of course. Yes. People who I meet who are an actual lead. If it's just somebody that I meet, I put them in my phone, right? I don't start fucking emailing them like I email my real estate clients. It's different. You're not going to the car meet by your house tonight. A lot of cool cars. I don't even know about it, dude. I've been so disconnected from the car scene, bro, that I don't even know the ones that are going on or not. Uh, no, I'm not going to DC, Samina. Uh, Lloyd's events, all women. So there's no point in me going. I'm to Spokane. Well, if they fly me out, dude, to go speak. Yeah, all these are speaking gigs, man. How much what? Come speak. Um, all these, I'm trying to think of what, what the lowest one is paying me. I think the lowest that I'm getting paid for one of the speaking gigs is 2500 to go speak. Uh, yeah. I would have to, I would have to look at it. Went to the unstoppable event. Good. Good. That's going to be a great event. We're actually going to meet with, um, me and Lloyd are going to meet with the girl. We're going to shoot a video with her. Uh, the girl, I guess she's on million dollar listing. Tracy, we're going to go meet up with her uh, on Wednesday. Hitting those triple jabs yet. Uh, they're not necessary, man. Everybody I spar with is way slower than me. So I can just throw lead hooks and, straights and hit them so i don't need a triple jab i'm getting a little better at boxing man but my feet are way ahead of my hands that's for sure um, i just started real estate but i have a mentor he makes deals but we are not seeing eye to eye should i leave him alone oh yeah if you're not seeing eye to eye what's the point uh eric i'm not sure dude once I get closer to those events, I'll be posting details. So keep a lookout. How do you come up with enough content for 30 minutes? Dude, I could, I could talk forever. I think a lot of it has to do, um, a lot of it has to do with as much as I'm learning, keep learning and how much I've studied and learned in the past. You can give me like, uh, for example, the other day I had to go speak at the EXP conference and they gave me like 10 or 15 minutes on stage and I was upset. I was like, man, I want more time. I, had to, I feel like I had to cram everything into 10 minutes. It, it, it's a matter of the stuff that you know, obsessive space models, but also how long you've been doing it. I guarantee you, in six months of you podcasting more and more, you will get more comfortable doing it, man. Keep up the good footwork. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if my footwork's good. I just feel like I can, I can move my feet a lot faster than my hands right now. Uh, what are your plans on your live events? Yeah, it's going to be only Modern Success exclusive, absolutely.
and it's going to be uh, bi-yearly. I'm going to have two events a year, right? Yeah, as time goes on, I'm going to be focusing more and more on modern success, and I might get away from the products and all that stuff. I love doing the products, but um, now that modern success is so big, it just makes more sense to put into that and help it grow. That That's like my tribe. So uh, I'm putting a lot of my time and effort outside of real estate and that stuff into modern success. So as time goes on, it's more and more stuff for modern success and you know, all my podcasts and YouTube stuff will, I'll still do it, but it's still going to be very surface level and basic compared to what I do for these groups. You know, why is it that family will not use you as a realtor, but will not use a stranger, you know? And, and that's why I tell people family is not necessarily blood related, right? Like how sad is it that your own blood wouldn't use you? Thinking of some amateur bouts? Nah, dude. I'm too old to fucking start boxing, man. What would be the point? I'll fight a YouTuber. I'll knock a YouTuber out for some money. Sure. I would want to fight without headgear, though. But I think since you're not professional, you'd have to fight with headgear. Uh, how much content is on your MS? Oh, man. Just in the old... One Vault has 75 lectures that are all 45 minutes long. Uh, the current Modern Success Lecture which are all an hour or more. That current vault has 74. And then all the shorter daily videos, which probably at this point are two or 300. So I have more than enough content. Your live events are not open to the public. The ones I do for modern success are not. I'll do other ones. I'll do other ones, right? But it's not, no. The ones for modern success are exclusive to modern success. If I do an event on selling, that's separate, then yeah, right? And yeah, I had a lot of people ask to come to the Modern Success event, but I don't, I don't want people to pay and come. I tell people, if you want to be a part of the event, join Modern Success. I mean, it's, it's only 127 a month. Very affordable for everybody. Thoughts on marriage? I'm not going to get married, dude. I've been saying that for years. I think I posted a video on my YouTube like three years ago saying I wasn't going to get married. Hello from DR. What's up, man? Uh, this last week, we only took one, Andrew. The most I've ever gotten in a week, I think, was three. That was all from door knocking. We're, we're getting about one a week right now with the team, I think, this year. Maybe a little bit less than one a week, something like that. Lloyd is doing really good. Lloyd is really, really doing good. One of the ones she took, I think, two or three weeks ago is going live this week. Uh, safe amount to have saved when moving to Cali. There is no safe amount to have saved, dude. When you take the leap of faith, man, I, I can't give you a number. You know what I mean? Uh, Ken, you have a question? Yeah? Okay, cool. You're unmuted, bro. Go for it. What's up, Brian? What's up, man? Uh, so I have a question. So I've been taking my real estate license, well, taking my course, and I have a notary, and he's been pretty much um, giving me, covering for me when I take my test at night or early in the mornings. Uh, it's an open book test, and so he would want me to, to make him my sponsor for KW, um, but I've already talked to a couple of, a couple of brokerages, and I talked to this guy, he's a commercial brokerage, 
And um, he told me that if we had like, we had a conversation for about an hour in the interview and uh, he would want me to make him my sponsor and that he'd be my mentor and also feed me leads at the offer at the uh, office that I was actually going to sign to. So, I mean, I'm not, I guess my overthinking it, having a little analysis paralysis or should I go ahead and, and take, make my sponsor the uh, national notary. That's your decision, bro. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer, you know, whatever you think is going to help you the most because ultimately that's your decision and it's your future and career. There's a lot of people who, for whatever reason, uh, didn't use me to sponsor them into EXP, even though they were going to, but in their situation, in that moment or whoever they talked to, it, it seemed better for them. So they went and I, it didn't matter to me. You know what I mean? So whatever is the best decision for you is what you should take. Don't worry about us, right? Uh, the people who might sponsor you just pick whoever you want to pick who you feel is going to be the best fit and help you the most. And you're off to the races. Cause this, uh, the, so if I choose him to be my sponsor, the, the commercial realtor, um, does it help their brokerage a lot more if I make them my sponsor? No, dude. I mean, whoever you choose as a sponsor in a company, um, it just, if it benefits anybody, it's the individual that you're using as your sponsor, right? Cause these, uh, companies have profit share, right? Like KW has profit share. So technically this person will make a small portion of what you make in your commissions after the office, uh, profits, right? If there's anything left over from the profits, then that gets shared amongst the agents. That's how that works. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it's not for the company, it's for the individual agent who brought you in. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, man. I'd like to come to one of your events. Appreciate the blunt and honest truth. Like you said, just spoke about it. it helps put things into perspective. Of course, man. Get on moderate success, Brian. Of course, dude. Get on, dude. Getting a lost customer back? Well, it depends, man. If I made an honest mistake and lost a customer, I would own up to it and reach out to them, make it right, and see if I could repair that bridge that was burned. But if I fuck somebody over or I really did something wrong and didn't own up to it, then I would just chalk it up as a loss if that was the situation. How many members are we at? Uh, I don't know, dude. Last I checked, I think we were at high 270s, 279, 280. Well, Melanie joined today, so I think we're at 280. We have a lot. What do you look for when you try to find a realtor job? What do you mean? You get your real estate license and you start selling. And real estate's a career, not a job. I think you're looking at it the wrong way or you're just phrasing your question in a way that's a little bit different. But cool, we're at the 40 minute mark. Uh, what I'll do is I'll end it here. Uh, thank you for you guys who are on Instagram. Thank you for everybody on Zoom. Um, if you're interested in modern success, as I always say, you can check the link in my bio on Instagram or go to briancasella.com and get signed up. Shout out to Melanie. I know she joined today. Great decision. Team BC Sold for all your real estate needs. Uh, go to teambcsold.com or teambcsold at gmail.com. And lastly, eXp Realty for all the realtors. If you want to join, go to join.exprealty.com or you can message me directly for more information every Monday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Supreme being. Peace. We'll see you on the next one.